Nine minutes after one. Good afternoon. It's a Tuesday edition of Life Happens. Arguably, I think here in the team, uh, arguably our favorite day because we, we do uh, what really, really resonates with us. It's the Indigenous Knowledge Systems conversation. So today we are going into the Tosa, um wars and we're going into a warrior that I think is renowned all around, especially in the 17th century, Makoma, and many of you would know of that. That name, that um, that really renowned warrior, and his background, and uh, obviously his lineage as well. So that's a conversation we're going to have in a short while. But later on in the show, very very important as well, is a conversation around rounding up the estate. It is one heck of a task to round up an estate from an emotional point of view. Financially, it's really taxing, and 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 legally, some of the really difficult, intricate estates that have been rounded up have really some in fact get abandoned um, and so we're going to try and do that we've got a financial expert uh, who's going to tell us about how to assist us with rounding an estate financially and we've also got a legal expert so it's a conversation you don't want to miss that's going to happen for an entire hour from two o'clock to three o'clock so do stand by with your questions and if if there really is anything um, that you want to clear out bring out the details okay because this is possibly one of those times where you can get consultation without paying for it. So that's the whole plan for us to assist you um, during this very difficult time, but also unraveling what it is that you need to unravel in rounding up your beloved's estate. So that's a conversation in a short while. That's going to happen between two and three. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Tamba Mgata is a heritage activist and director of Amava Heritage Publishing uh, on the line to talk to us about a warrior, a renowned warrior um, in Hossa Wars and somebody who really is is to be celebrated. Uh, he's on the line with us. Temba, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tumelo. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners. It's Ngada, not Mgada. Apologies for that, and I appreciate the correction. So the, the, the man that we are focusing on today and his significance, he's got a really lustrous lineage. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Temba? I don't know what's happened to that line. Okay, t- we're going to try and sort uh, Timber's line out there. Um, I, I think I think he can't hear us, but we can hear his line there in the background. Um, so anyway, we we're also going to be taking your calls. Uh, very happy to do that. It's oh one one seven one four two zero zero six, and uh, we'll also take WhatsApp notes on oh six one four one oh four one oh seven. And and many say without question, Omagogoma was the most renowned Kosa chief in South Africa. Nine 19th century frontiers war um, and why was that why was it that he was one of the most renowned in South Africa's uh, frontier wars and what I think is also very very interesting is his lineage his background who um, who was his his forefather who were his forefathers where does he come from and where does that um, that warrior lineage come from that's a conversation we're going to be having just now so we do have uh, Utem Bangada back on the line. Temba, thanks for, for your patience. Are you back back on a better line? 
Yes, I'm back. I'm back now. All right. Can so you hear me better? I can hear you better. Thank you so much. So I was saying, you know, when we look at Umagoma, what, what makes him stand out, particularly in the 19th century frontier wars in South Africa? Uh, thank you. The, uh, in your intro, you said most people know him. No, most people don't know him. Really? And they should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, he's he's under, um, uh, underreported. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me put I it that way. That. Yes, I understand. And then we owe him a lot mm-hmm. that we have not thanked him for. Mm-hmm. Uh, both as a Tosa nation and also as a nation as a whole. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, my was um, the commander of the armed forces of the Kosa nation for 30 years mm-hmm. uh, during the wars of dispossession. The wars of dispossession in in the Eastern Cape, in the part of the Eastern Cape called uh, the land of Ngaikawa, the land of Khakabe, took 100 years. And then it's um, it's nine wars in total, but Magoma fought in three or commanded three of those wars. Mm-hmm. The fourth war that he commanded, was we don't count it as a war of dispossession, because it was a civil war mm-hmm. uh, between the Tosa and the Tosa. I understand. So that, that is the war, that is 1818, he was still very young, and that is when he cut his teeth as a commander. Um, that is the, the war uh, of Tutula, mm-hmm. or other people know it as the Battle of Amalinda. Mm-hmm. Uh, this war was between uh, his father, Malcoma's father, Nika, and his um, and his uncle, Ndambe. Uh, they were fighting um, um, issues of succession because when Nika was young, uh, his kingdom was given to his uncle, mm-hmm. and now his uncle was refusing to give him back his uncle. Mm-hmm. Let's just guess the. The, the the names so that we know what we're talking about. Magoma is a son of Ngrika, mm-hmm. King Ngrika. Mm-hmm. And Magoma did not become king much as he was the first son of King Ngrika. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Um his younger brother Sandile is the now is now the reign is now the lineage of the reigning king of Amakhabe, which is Sandile. Uh, that is Sadly, he's 22 years younger than Makoma, mm-hmm. but he was is the one who qualified to be the heir to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. There are two kingdoms in Kosaland uh, uh, presently: the kingdom of Makhakabe and the kingdom of Makaleka. Uh, and people say that, that the border is in the Kai River. It's not. There's no border, but there are two kingdoms, and then these two kingdoms are not were not created by war or by any other thing, but by expansion. So there is no beef between the two kingdoms. Mm-hmm. So the last um, king of the of a united Tosa kingdom is King Palo. That is why you always get people referring to the Tosa as the children of Palo. Yes. Right. Uh, and then from Palo, it branched into two because Palo had two sons. Mm-hmm. Khakabe uh, and Galega. Khakabe mm-hmm. was older by age to Galega, but Galega was older in terms of his position in the kingdom. Right? And the position of who is becoming king is determined by the women, by the wives of the king. It depends which mother you're coming from mm-hmm. for you to qualify to be king. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So now the problem with these two mothers of these two guys is that they arrived at the same time mm-hmm. in the in the in the in the great place. Mm-hmm. And then they come from other kingdoms mm-hmm. uh, who should be of equal status because if you say the pondo give you a, a daughter, mm-hmm. their daughter, mm-hmm. and you make their daughter junior to somebody else, mm-hmm. you are creating war. Yes, yes. See. So so they were of equal status because mm-hmm. they arrived at the same time mm-hmm. and then uh, 100 cattle were, were paid for each. And then, were, and then were, they were, came were, were they coming at the same time also with equal status, as in they were both as equally prominent as well? Yes. Okay. So these women were, they, there was just no way yes. that we could relegate one of yes. these women into a junior wife. Sure. See? Yeah. So a, how, a, a new house was created in Tosaland called the right-hand house. Mm-hmm. There's never been a right-hand house. Mm-hmm. There's always been the left-hand house, which bore uh, the, the, the next king. Yes. So now we had the right-hand house. So Hagabe was given the, la- the right-hand house. And Galega was given the, the the royal house, right? So it is Khakabe who went to look for other places where he could establish his kingdom, right? So he 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 crossed the Kai to go and establish his kingdom in the side of the Eastern Cape that is called used to be called the border region. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be called before that. After that, it was called the Siskai. Um, the Republic of the Siska, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, re- I do. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so this is the side of the of the of the of the Eastern Cape where all these wars took place. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Chachabe, um, then came to establish his kingdom, not junior to Talega's one, mm-hmm. but his kingdom uh, on this side. And his father Palo actually died here uh, with Chachabe, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, uh, there are Tosa who, who think that there's beef here. There is no beef. When a, a king is coronated, uh, since a king cannot be coronated by his uh, juniors, he goes to another nation to look for another king. Mm-hmm. So, if a Zulu king is coronated, mm-hmm. there is a coronation coming now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We will see there, they will take another king. Mm-hmm from another nation mm-hmm. to coronate the Zulu, mm. the Zulu king. This side, it is the Chachabe side that coronates the Galega side. Oh, and it is the Galega side that coronates the Chachabe side. Mm-hmm. So we don't go to other nations mm-hmm. to look for a king for our coronation. Mm-hmm. So it has been a, a harmony, but let's, let's move on. Chachabe mm-hmm. uh, uh, then gave birth to Mlau. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mlau gave birth to Ngaika. Mm-hmm. Ngaika gave birth to, among others, to Makoma. Okay. Uh, Makoma right. then, mm-hmm. Makoma then is the is the is the firstborn. He was born in Togwana in Middle Drift. He's got a twin called Nongwane, a, a sister twin called Nongwane, who got married to um, Ingosi Kama of the Kunukwebe. Mm-hmm. Ingosi Kama is well known for having for having been the first um, uh, Ingosi to take uh, uh, the, the Christianity as a religion. Mm-hmm. So he refused to take a second wife after Nongwane. 
and then the Amalgunukwebe were, were fined for that, uh, lot, lots of cattle, because you can't refuse somebody's wife, somebody's daughter who has been brought to you. Mm. You, you, uh, you, you. You wanted to clarify why is it that Makoma did not or was not going to be the king? Let me clarify that. Mm. Uh, Makoma's mother is Notondo, who is of Ngosini origin. Ngosini is the clan name that she comes from. Mm-hmm. That clan name is um, is not Kosa in the first place. It's Koi, mm-hmm. originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it cannot be uh, seen as royal. Right. Okay. Uh, however, um, and Sandile, in the list of, of uh, Ngaga's sons, seven sons of Ngaga, he's far down the line. Yes. Sandile, uh, his mother is Su Tu. Uh, mm-hmm. That's her name. That's not her clan. Mm-hmm. She comes from the Tembu uh, royalty, mm-hmm. which is a big royalty. Yes, yes. And most people outside of the Eastern Cape think that the Tembu are Tosa. No, the Tembu are Tembu. The Tosa are Tosa. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I the get that. Pondo Pondo. Yes, I, right. I yes. get that, yes. yes. And, and so, so in, <clears throat> in status, his <clears throat> mother would have been the one with more status than Makomo's mother. Yes, so too then, because, because she, she, she comes from a royal family, she's yes. a princess. Yes. And then number two, the king can have as many wives as possible. Mm-hmm. If the king sees somebody and loves them and then mm-hmm. pay Lobola mm-hmm. and that becomes the king's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that does not uh, qualify them as the mother of the nation. Yes. The mother of the nation comes when the councillors, that is the nation, decides that we are going to a certain uh, kingdom mm-hmm. to look for a wife for, for the nation. Uh, yes. Right. So that becomes the person who is going to be the next king. And that was Sandile's mother. That became Sandile's mother, yes. Okay. And and as you as you continue to 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 clarify, th- there was no disharmony here. This was, you know, the, both royalty, both homes, and both clans. Let me just clarify that both clans had no beef, as you said. Things were balanced. Uh, which clans? Men? Okay. So we've gone back now to Matoma's father's. Uh, yes. a, a homestead and yes. and you are saying that in in that context of the separations of kingdoms there was no beef no there was there was no beef yes. um, some people some historians will record a a scuffle that's 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 why i'm asking you know yes. to to clarify why is there confusion mm-hmm. about the 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 separation there, there was a, a scuffle, and this scuffle did not lead to the split. Okay. Right. Okay. The, uh, for some reason, Galega woke up some some day to say no, he wants to rule while his father was still alive. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So there was this uh, beef between the two mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. That is why Kakhabe took um, his father and ran away with him to this side. Okay. Right? So th- that did not cause the split. Okay. Right. The, the split is called by tradition. The tradition was that, unfortunately, these two boys became equal mm-hmm. by some accident of history. Yes. And so they needed to be given equal statuses apart from one another. Yes. And then we, we resolved that as, as well as expansion. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, and there was land. 
and then Kaka became this side. Unfortunately, he found other nations that were already settled here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 people of Chachu, that is um, Kembu, mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of Khoi nations, including the Kunukwe. Kunukwe are originally Khoi nations. Mm-hmm. They were assimilated into Tosa later, mm-hmm. and then they had to fight with those. And uh, yeah, and he died uh, in a war uh, with the Kembu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died with his son Mlau, Ngaga's uh, father. So let's talk about the battles. Um, you wanted to be quite clear that there were three battles and we're not counting the fourth because it was rather a civil war, you know, Prosa against Prosa. Let's talk about the battles. The, the, the civil war. The, the, no, no, no. Let's, let's go back to, to the very first battle where Magoma was. Magoma's first battle um, is, is called the War of Toto. Mm-hmm. Toto is uh, one of his brothers. The, the white historians call him uh, half-brother. We don't have half mm-hmm, Tosa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so Nega's uh, sons are Nega's sons. It doesn't matter which mother they come from. Yes. So Toto was one of Magoma's brothers. Mm-hmm. Charlie is one of them. Um, Anta is one of them. Matwa is one of them. Tende is one of them. Sandile is one of them. Mm-hmm. So the, those are Nega's sons. Mm-hmm. So Toto was uh, had an accident with the with the invading whites. They they went to Charlie's um, place in Mangazan to take uh, cattle to demand cattle and land, mm-hmm. and then there there was a fight, and Toto was grazed by a bullet in the head and started bleeding, and Magoma saw this and they said this is royal blood it cannot be. It cannot just go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. We are going to war. Mm-hmm. So that was the first. That was the first where he, he commanded, mm-hmm. and that war was bruising to the to the invading uh, British, such that um, a missionary called Kaiser, who uh, was based in the Middle Drift, um, intervened and went to beg Macoma to 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 stop this. I mean, it's it's totally interesting, as you said, um, that we 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 now had at that point guns introduced in in the area, and and yes. this is actually what led to the very first war there. Yes, hmm. it it, uh, it it was not guns uh, as, as 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 we know them today. It was a rifle. They were called muskets. Okay. It was called muskets. Okay. They they had shotguns. They were they called muskets, but they were. They, were, they they use gunpowder yes. instead of bullets. Yes. You know. Yeah. I'm going to ask that we take a quick break, but I think before we do that, I've got a, a one or two SMSs that I want to send a, a read out to you. Um, okay. No, this is not for us. What we will do, we'll take a quick break. We'll go to the headlines and then I will open the lines um, and I will take comments as well on voice note. The numbers are 011-714-2006 and WhatsApp notes can come through on 614 It's one thirty. Let me go to Luyanda Maume for the latest in AC. Here, there and everywhere. SAFM. 104.3 FM in Rustenburg.
I was born ready to take over the world, to run things, to live my life. That's why I stay open-minded to life's possibilities. I don't only live for me, I live for my folks and my crew. When my turn comes, I will definitely vaccinate so I can protect what matters to me. Until then, I will behave responsibly and wash my hands, sanitize, maintain social distancing and wear a mask. I will also help persons who are over the age of 60 to register online for the vaccine so that together we can win the fight against COVID-19. Vaccinate to save South Africa. A message from government. This is Jose Mourinho. Hello. He's a world-famous coach and a very confident man. For some people, confidence comes easy, like me. <laughs> See what I mean? And how do the rest of us get this confidence? Confidence comes with clarity. Clarity? You mean knowing what I want from life? Let's say I want to have a nice house or be a famous soccer player one day. Exactly. Do you think I can be a famous soccer player? No. Ouch. This was a tough conversation. You did well. <laughs> If you want to be financially confident when it comes to your life, Sunlam can help you get some clarity. So speak to them today. Sunlam, live with confidence. Sunlam is a licensed FSP. Orphans of a Nation is a love story set against the world events of the 21st century. In war-torn Syria, our heroine Layla and her family free from bombs to a refugee camp in the Middle East. The show promises to open us up to a world beyond our borders, where war and restrictive borders have created refugees who are forced to adapt to new worlds. Empathy, compassion and love are at the core of the journey of our multi-talented cast. So, Open up with S3 and see if love will conquer all in our captivating drama series, Orphans of a Nation, weekdays at 6.30 p.m. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Hi, thank you very much for this very interesting program. I wonder if you could tell us where we can read more from your point of view and not have um, to read from other books that have these mistakes that you mention. I'd very much like to read a book if you've got one to read from your person that you are speaking with. It's very interesting and enlightening. I think we need to learn the history of our land. Thank you and my name is Tina from Durban. Thank you so much for staying with us. Uh, Tembangada is a heritage activist and director of Amaba Heritage Publishing. And uh, we really are unpacking the history uh, of the great wars in Kosa land. And uh, we are also talking about the... <laughs> he said to me earlier, no, he was not famous. Well, I don't know about that. But Makoma being the, the Kosa warrior that he is, the, the renowned Kosa warrior that he, he became. Um, what it is true that we agree on is that he should be more celebrated. Let, let's just ask uh, Temba that we, we pick up where Sandile took up the throne and, and see where the history takes us from there. Okay. Um uh, thank you, Pimelo. But uh, before we do that, I'm, uh, I'm not satisfied that uh, I've said what I, uh, there was something I wanted to say about Makoma. Yes. And I also want to ask, answer the question. Uh, can I answer it at the end, the question of the caller? Yes, I, uh, I, I think, yes, we were going to give you a chance yeah. to then at least refer people to some readings, yes. Yes, I will, I will do that mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just want to tell you uh, a few facts about Makoma. Mark, let, let me t- start from the end. Mm-hmm. Malcoma's demise is uh, 9th uh, September, 1873. 
he dies on Robben Island. Yes. He, he was incarcerated on Robben Island for the second time. Mm. The first time, um, his charge, this was after Nongause, which is another big uh, story in the Eastern Cape where people were asked to kill their cattle. Mm. This is after Nongause, Malcolm was undermined Nongause and uh, was found with cattle. And then he was incarcerated on Robben Island, uh, was sentenced for 21 years, and he was paroled after 12 because he was found with cattle. So the, the charge was uh, found with stolen material. Mm. Right. Um, the, the second time, um, he was released. And then when he was released, his land, which is uh, the land of Amaching, in the part that is Simo, uh, up the mountains in the Eastern Cape, his land was uh, taken and given to the Khoi. And then he... He was found wandering in his land, and then he was incarcerated. His, his charge this time was trespassing. Mm-hmm. Um, then he was taken back to to, to Robben Island, uh, where he died. When he died on Robben Island, the, the 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 death certificate from his doctor says he died of despondence because this time he was alone. Mm-hmm. The first time he was allowed to be there with his wives and the other other royalty mm-hmm. uh, that was troublesome in this land, which were taken to Robben Island with him. Mm-hmm. So he died of despondence. On the, on the 3rd of August, 1978, um, the, the, the Tosa went to dig his bones from Robben Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, his bones are now in Dabagandota, a shrine that we have here uh, in, in Kobo Kobo. So... <clears throat> When we dug the grave, the grave, he was he was buried with his head down, mm. and then with with handcuffs and and leg irons, and there was a hole in the collarbone, uh, which was caused by this depo- de- despondency. We believe that was a gun. It was Absolutely. not. Uh, uh, it was not despondency. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was his demise. And then the record now shows that he was baptized by force before he died. So the the whites wanted to take his body, to take his land, to take his legacy, and also to take his soul mm. to their God, which is the God of Christianity. Mm. So that that that's his demise. But Makoma stands out to become um, an example of these people that are called Napoleon Bonaparte. Those people are coming after Makoma. Makoma, in military terms, is he has no equal. He, he was the constant on the Tosa side when the British changed commanders of their armed forces 22 times in, in the 30 years of Magoma's combat. On the Tosa side, it was only Magoma was the commander, and he had to change tactics every time they changed. Mm-hmm. Again, Magoma, after his father died in, in 1829 of tuberculosis, his brother, Sandile, was not ready to take over. So he was a regent. He was the king of the Kosa at the time, for all that time. And then the, the, the British at the time changed their, their British governors 12 times when Makoma was the governor of the Kosa for all those times, having to change tactics every time the British changed personnel. Mm-hmm. And his tactics in war, um, uh, he knew that he was outnumbered. He used what we call military topography. So he would go to the mountains because the British did not know the mountains. Mm. 
do not know the the the, the landscape, the caves mm. that we, that that were there, and the British soldiers were were cumbersome. They were they were dressed very kind of cumbersomely with jackets and all these arms and water and food, and they've got so many things. And our warriors did not have all of that, but they knew where to get the food, right? So that's uh, that, that that's what sets Makoma apart in Syria's combat. And in the in the last war, which is the War of Blanjen, that is the longest. Uh, that he fought. That is his last war, but not the last war of the of the wars of disposition. 1850 to 1853. There's three things that happened there. One, the sinking of the Beckenhead. Magoma said to his councillors, guys, uh, these whites come here, we beat them, we finish them, and then more come. What What is happening? They said, no, they come by ship from East London. Right. So he said, what do we do uh, to to, to make sure that they, this, these reinforcements do not reach us. And he used a coy tosser guy that was called Mugumeshe. He's, he's, he's popularly known as um, Hermanas Matros. Matros worked in the, in the ships, so Makoma called for him. Then Matros, this is what is happening. How can we deal with this ship? So there was a plan of sabotage of a ship that was coming from uh, England. It was called the Beckenhead. It was a British naval ship. Um, it was going to refill in someone's town mm. and then um, make its way down to, to East London. And those soldiers had instructions to go to the Amatore Mountains. That's where Makoma was hiding. Mm. Right? So the plan was to sabotage the ship. It went down in Danger Point in the place that is called Stanford next to Hermanas in the West Coast. Um, I'll give you a book to read of the details of how they sabotaged. 650 soldiers went down, oh. and it, they did not reach the Amatole Mountains. Wow. So that's what happened in, the, in that war. Another amazing thing that happened in that war is that uh, the, 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 the highest-ranking official in the British Army, uh, Lieutenant um, Thomas Fordyce, met with Makoma at Mount Misery in Tonsi, mm-hmm. uh, 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 another mountain that is called Waterkloof. When you come here, I'll take you to Waterkloof. It's, it's high. It's very high. Right. And then they, they met, and then Makoma ravaged him and killed him. And then the, the, the British re- reported that actually um, Thomas Fordyce was ravaged by a, a leopard. So now mm-hmm. one of these Makoma's one of Makoma's trade names is the Leopard of Fordyce. <laughs> uh, so there was lots of other reporting here. <laughs> this is absolutely stunning. Uh, Shandu, you've been very patient with us. You're calling from Durban. Good afternoon. Hi, Shandu. Uh, good afternoon, ma'am. Afternoon, welcome. Uh, thank you very much indeed. First, I must express my, my greatest gratitude um, to, 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 to your organization, the SABC, SAFM, for educating us. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my question is um, to Mr. Gota. Is it Mr. Gota? Gota. Gota. Thank you, ma'am. I will offend our guest now. Yes. Um, I'm actually grateful. I am off from the Zulu um, uh, uh, side of the nation, and I'm extremely interested in, in, in our history. I'd love to know, is there anywhere we can establish a book or some information we can keep and read as individual families based on their information because we are fascinated by the, our historical uh, back, uh, background of the Kosa people as well as the Polos and, um, uh, and other related um, nations. 
where can we get information pertaining to this All right, matter? Sh- Shandu, what uh, Timbers promised is to give us some 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 references where we can at least catch up on some of the works that he he's familiar with uh, that would help us with the appropriate and the right kind of history. Uh, I'm right, Temba. You'll give us those details yes. later. Okay, I will do that. Yes. Okay, Bonagele, you calling from the Free State? Hi. Hi. How are you? And um, thank you to Potemba. I used to lecture at the University of Forte, yes. and I moved to lecture accountants at Free State. Um, I want Potemba to tell the entire saga of the sons of um, U- U- Kingmaker, mm. um, to include Uchali, U- because um, Kelly donated the land which um, Forte is built on. And historically, in, in countries like America, Yale is named after the first donor. Mm. Harvard also mm. is named after the first donor. And we don't tell this through history to our kids. Mm. Uh, because it, it also creates a culture of people doing something for the society. Mm. So whereas um, Makoma was uh, the military son of uh, Ukin Nuga, the dimension that we clearly bring is more of the academia side, and he accepts Christianity, but also his way of developing the people is through providing land for education, which is one of the critical things um, we're currently debating about. You go to Free State, mm. um, the school, it's grey college. Mm. You go to mm. PE, it's mm. grey. Mm. But also I think that if we bring this history about our kings, not, not, not being um, a, a people that were uh, collaborating um, with, with colonial powers, but people who offered their own property for, for, for development of African kids. That kind of perspective, we can appreciate it in all angles, because I think there's, there's so much rich history around the sons of Nuika. Mm. No, no, not just Makoma as a yes. warrior, yes. but also Charlie, who died, unfortunately, young, as a community developer who saw the vision of education um, for the children of Africa. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Bamgata. Your response? Oh yes, um, um, Charlie. Charlie was 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 not um, was not very tame as well because he had a lot of runnings with the British, mm-hmm. um, assisting his brother Makoma, and uh, the British were very uh, suspicious of Charlie most of the time uh, because Charlie himself was a warrior. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he's right uh, that. Um, the Chuma Valley, uh, which um, which is rich in the establishment of um, of schools, uh, the Lavdale uh, that uh, that everybody talk talks about, and uh, and the investor of Forte uh, uh, that is there, and also the first publishing house, um, the Lavdale Press, mm-hmm. uh, is 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 situated. Charlie allowed this to happen. There are people now uh, now that has land. Um, um, claims everywhere. There are people who want to claim that land. Mm. That land was not stolen. Mm. Th- that, that is one piece of land that was not stolen. Mm. It was given mm. by Charlie to the missionaries mm. to establish a school. And the pact was that our children will be will be educated there for mm. free. Wow. Right. So there was a deal. Yeah. Bayanda uh, is is calling from Umtata. I'm going to ask that we take this one quick. I'm, I'm just conscious of time. Uh, Bayanda, okay. thanks for your call. Hi. Hi, Pamelo, and uh, good evening to your guest today in, um, <clears throat> in the studio. Hi. Yes, yes, yes. No, my mine. I just wanted to, you know, commend you guys for bringing up such a fabulous show. Uh, in particular, touching on history. Uh, 
uh, I'd like to, to, you know, quote from uh, Professor Saule's own words yeah. when he says, our history, that is South African black history, is dichotomous. Mm. It is it is twofold. We we read books with, which are speaking uh, on Oma Koma uh, and the likes, but the stories that we get told are not a true reflection of what was happening on the ground. It is only when we, we read the books that were written by your Tiyosoka, your Sikai, your Khubusane, all of them, you name them, that we get to know, to find out what actually happened on the ground. I really like the story of Malcolm. I've got books on him. Unfortunately, I haven't finished them, but thank you. I just wanted to comment for a good show, and I wish we can get more time and engage on such a topic. Appreci- thank you. Thank you, Pamela. Appreciate it, Bayanda. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to say, Baptemba, because we, we have run out of time. I mean, it, it felt like we just started. Um, yeah, I, 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 I want you to wrap it up for us before you give us the details of where we can get some reading material. Yeah, um, I can't wrap without telling yes. um, of... Um, the unfortunate. Uh, I was talking about the three, three major things that happened in the last war mm-hmm. of Malcoma, which is um, the war of Mlanjin. In uh, in the middle of October uh, 1852, Malcoma uh, w- w- sent his um, his entourage. He would send his women, uh, his 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 daughter Nomakaya, his wife. Kaji, uh, his mother, not Tonto, and other women in the nation to go and, um, and to go to the colony and say, um, let's call it peace now. Mm. Uh, because the, the land, as he put it, the land was thinking of dead bodies, mm. right? This, this, this is um, a retaliation by Sir George Cutcut, who was sent by, the, by, by, by Britain after um, Sir Harry Smith was recalled for losing to Malcoma and was embarrassed by Malcoma. Mm. Now they sent Sir George Cathcart, and Sir George Cathcart is responsible for the first and the biggest and the, and the most underreported Tosa massacre. Mm. It was huge. So, and, and there's no stone for that massacre. There's no remembrance for that massacre. Mm. There is nothing on that massacre. Uh, Just by, uh, by, them, by way of numbers, do we have an estimate of what the numbers were like? The numbers that were given by the British officials here mm. to, to Britain mm. uh, was 150. Mm. It, it, is, it is a shame. It is a serious underreporting. Mm. They underreported to Britain. So I estimate, uh, <laughs> I estimate, if, if, if you, you walk around here, I will show you the, 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 the area where this thing if you walk around and where, everywhere you walk, you skip a body, it cannot be 150. Mm. It cannot be 1,000. Mm. So um, there, there's also another massacre of some kind where the British suffered. And then there's a mass grave of that one. It's, it's just got stones on, on it. it. The British call, decided to call it the work on disaster. It was not a work on disaster. It was an ambush by Magoma forces. Of the wagons of the of the whites, they were moving from the Tume to the to the to Pensale. So uh, our forces were laid this. Uh, so they connected all the wagons with their gold, with their food, with their weapons, with their everything. Uh, they connected these weapons to form a, 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 a some kind of a train. So they were they were pushing it. 
and then we sabotaged it in the middle and then it collapsed both the head came mm-hmm. and the tail came and all of that went to went down the river and uh, that was an ambush and then there is also some kind of a massacre of a lot of british people who don't know that their grandfathers are in that mass grave mm. because it was underreported and it was under labeled as a disaster instead of a defeat wow I mean, that's quite a powerful statement, um, you know, to reckon with history and, and the language of how we frame narrative. Um, yes. You know, that's a very important uh, parting shot. Where can we get some of the readings, Putemba? Yeah, um, we published two books on Makoma. Um, Makoma, The Legend of a Great Tosa Warrior uh, by Professor Timothy Stapleton. We've got also published Makoma's Last War by Nicholas Decker. Um, go to our website, uh, za. You will find other resources as well. Yes. Uh, these books have got uh, books that they relied on. Uh, but these two books are dealing with the drivel that has been written about Magoma. Magoma is the most written about um, a royal uh, person in Africa. But all that is written is written by his enemies. Mm. And some of it was repeated, unfortunately, by black historians. Mm. They they read and they regurgitated it as it is. Mm. So the books that are coming out now from young publishers like, like me are, are dusted off of all these things. And we deal with, uh, specifically with the misinformation and we correct these stories. Mm. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and so the details are amavaheritage.co.za for more of that kind of information. I've got to thank you very much, Temba Ngata, who is a heritage activist and director of Amava Heritage Publishing. That will be available as a podcast.